One, two, three, four, Don't. five, and then it's split to a double. That means this gate is 50 year old. He been attacked before. He know how to approach. Now watch this. Watch. No. Watch for it. No. No. Oh, oh. Come on now. I'm your daddy. See? Come on, get out. No. Okay. Look at that. That gate don't no. buy you do nothing. No. Well, that gate is dead. Yeah, this gate is dead. Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, finally, by both of my amigos, Mr. Jonathan Teal on my left, Mr. Scooter Scott Gers here on my right. Boys, how are we doing this evening? Hola, senor. Good to be back. Yeah, Glad ga- to be back. Gators, with Gators featured prominently Gators. this weekend. I thought that that was an, an appropriate intro. Yeah, we're gonna have to start. <laughs> what is that from? We're gonna have to start it's requiring Reno, Reno nine one one. I was gonna say that's Reno. Start right? requiring yeah, a two thirds vote on the uh, on the <laughs> intro. Here, <laughs> the uh, the looks on Scott's face is like, where where is this going? Yeah, yes, young Callum Terran. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit later on in the pod, but uh, that was that was a uh, you know again we've all, we have our we have our you know boots on the ground. You never know when we're gonna have sound clips coming live from these golf tournaments, right. and so we live we, from we, the we bayou there. Absolutely, down in the Zurich. So, boys, obviously going to talk a lot about some Nolens golf down in the Zurich. The two-man competition, uh, a lot of fun watching it this weekend. We've got a royal wedding from a golf standpoint to talk about, and we've got Big 12 championships both on the ladies and the men's side. Uh, So much to talk about here this week on the podcast. But, of course, before we get into that, have to show some love to our primary sponsor. And, of course, we are talking about Chalk luxury sports bar right so everybody knows about chalk 1324 west memorial road there in chisholm creek plaza follow them on the web or on twitter and instagram at chalk okc um midst of nba playoffs right we've, we've got we got lots of golf oh. you know you guys know i'm a soccer oh. fan right we get some we got some semifinals for champions league get the nfl draft thursday night so a sneaky on. sneaky good event to bet on too so great great week to be at chalk um i think that Frankly, there's, there's very few weeks out of the 52 that aren't great to spend at Chalk. We are going to talk a little Mexico Open yes. this week. I think Thursdays and Fridays for lunch are a great time to get up to Chalk because you can enjoy a lunch special. You can take in some golf uh, without having to pay your own you know, ESPN Plus yeah. subscription. That'll save you some money. Right. We're all about that. I think that uh, you mentioned the NFL Draft. Always uh, something I'm interested in for about three picks. Big event, big Get event there. that they do there in Chisholm Creek and at mainly at Chalk is May the fourth. May the fourth right. be with yeah. you. So a lot May of Star Wars fun. stuff going right. on as well. They got yeah. some drink specials. Going to be a lot of fun. Some Darth Vader and stuff like that. <laughs> so go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Till I'm going to tee you up here. We've got we've got something special for the YSO listeners starting this week. Now we talked okay. about it a little bit. We've been leading up to it, but this is the week that we are going to be debuting. Uh, kind of a what a mini series, right? Do we want to call it that? Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, we'll, we'll throw a kind of little '80s television throwback to the mini series drama. Um, you know, as our listeners surely know by now, Perry Maxwell Masterpiece Southern Hills is hosting the 2022 PGA Championship. So what better time to shine a light on the courses created by the man known as the father of Oklahoma golf, 
Uh, we'll be dropping a new podcast series that we are calling Miles of Maxwell uh, in partnership with local golf course architect Colton Craig, who's been on the pod uh, before, uh, has written a book uh, by the same title, Miles of Maxwell. Colton's book will be released uh, at some point this summer, and you're still out listeners will be the first to know how to obtain a copy. First episode will drop April 27th, that is this week, and will run up and culminate the Wednesday before the PGA begins, so be on the lookout for the Miles of Maxwell podcast series. Yep, looking forward to that. Got a couple of them in the can already. I guess we can go ahead and disclose that, right? So, But I think the listeners are going to get a kick out of that. Again, if you are a fan of Oklahoma golf, you have to be a fan of Perry Maxwell, whether you know it or not. And uh, I think you'll be a fan of this uh, this podcast series that uh, will be taking place over the next few weeks. So, well, boys, let's head down to Cajun country, down yeah. down, down to Avondale, right? I think a little suburb just outside of New Good Orleans. Tires. The, the Zurich took place, and again, a unique event, right? So obviously the two-man kind of a, a best ball alternate shot. The format changes from day to day here. Pat Cantlay and the X-Man Xander Shoffley end up being the winners. Two strokes over my pick this week, so I was close with over yeah. Billy Horschel and Sam Burns, a couple SEC boys, but uh, Pat and Xander get it done at 29 under. A pretty, a pretty good score. It was a great score. I... Um... <clears throat> Was not surprised that these, I don't know, honestly don't know how these two guys kind of slipped under the radar somehow when you look at what they've done in team events um, yeah, going back a, a few point. years. It seemed like nobody was really talking about them last week, even though that they've combined both in Ryder Cups and President's Cups, seemed to have a grand affinity for one another, uh, but somehow they kind of slipped Slipped through the cracks, but the scores did not. Uh, started out with a best ball 59 in round one. Good and day one. Good day frankly, one. pretty much cruised from there. Uh, even a, I assume what was an even par was uh, was the par 72 this week, I assume. 72 on the final day. Really, um, they kind of cruised to victory. Kind of a couple pretty pretty boring dudes, if I'm going to just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, the, the post uh, post round interview, you know, Amanda Ballard, yeah, she she was she was trying to get it out of them and uh, you know get some excitement from these two guys. And man, their their pulse just does not nothing. get above seventy, you know, per minute. I don't think so. They're 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 not great interviews, but great golfers, right? Put an EKG I, on these. Guys. Were they? I mean, it's almost like they're like, man, is this? Do we really want to win this? Did we want to win it? Did. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I I will say that it got a little tight there at one point, right? So there was a point there to where uh, Horschel and Burns had shaved it to one stroke after Cantlay and Shoffley, I think, made one of of their only birdies of the weekend, I think. Bogies. Um, No, bogeys, I should say. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, But uh, Horschel and Burns, I think, end up taking a penalty on 16, if I'm not mistaken. And so that kind of knocks them back out of it. A, A... um, Did I say birdie again? No, 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 no. I was just laughing at Billy Horschel's Hitting it in the water. The whole, um, yeah, that whole scene, and then like him talking to J Day. Yeah, sorry, that's a whole other. Sorry, yes, we, let's let's yeah. give Candy yeah. and Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so I just can't. Anytime somebody words. brings that Billy Horschel, like it's worth laughing at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they they your uh, boy. Yeah, I think they had a three stroke lead going into eighteen and bogey eighteen, but uh, that was enough. Uh, for a two-stroke victory here. Kind of going down the rest of the leaderboard. So it was really those two squads, right? So you had Cantlay and Shoffley, Horschel and Burns, and then a whole bunch of everybody else. A bunch of guys scattered between 21 and 24 under a few strokes back. Um, anybody stand out to you kind of in that T4 to T10 range there, Till, you want to talk about? Absolutely. Will Zalatoris absolutely put Davis Riley on his back. <laughs> 
and somehow it's like finished you whenever we minus twenty three. <laughs> yes, my back's hurting. Thank you very much. Um, I faded not not publicly, but mentally and in, internally faded Zalatoris so hard because of Davis Riley. Like thinking like he can't over. He's so good, but he can't overcome Davis Riley. I know Davis Riley. Yeah. I, I listen to Dirty Birdie's pod. Yeah. You guys come shout out. He's coming off Valspar. Did not um, see David Trelly continue to play well. Frankly, he didn't. Like, right. Zalatoris played You're so well that uh, I got to shout out my boy Willie Z for literally dragging Davis Riley around like a like a old bag of potatoes. You never came out the Z spot, baby. So Scott, uh, what about you, man? Anybody jump out to you? Uh, I'm actually kind of looking because I didn't, you know I knew Cantlin kind of knew the top four or five teams, but I was looking for Hatton. Where did Hatton finish? Is he on there yet? Well, the guy you love to hate. Because so. I faded him and. Yes, get down T20, there. T21. 17 get under. out of here, Respectable, brother. respectable no, with Danny Willett. So. Uh, but one thing I do, I don't want to jump to it, but I was really shocked on how these guys couldn't really get into the groove in the alt shot. Like, that was their worst scores. Like, the worst scores came oh, from yeah. the alt shot, obviously. Yeah. But, like, 72 by the team that wins it, alt shot. Um, like, you can kind of go through their Grace and Higo shoot a 73, 73, uh, on the alt shots, kind of thought they'd be a little bit better, but not like to where they would match kind of the best ball. Yeah, I think you get to look at it but as it's, in, it's funny seeing these guys just kind of be a little bit uncomfortable because oh, yeah. they didn't get to hit the drive, but they got to hit the second shot or the control know. freaks, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. control freaks, A. B, the best ball rounds, you're really just playing your own ball. Right. right, I mean, yeah. like, there's no difference. It feels, like, it feels like a right. normal round. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of doing my thing. I'm in my process or whatever. Right. And then three, the rhythm of alt, alt shot. Right. You know, we play it just a little bit. Uh, Hoppick, shout out Hoppick, and I uh, like to get into I love shot. alt shot. And we do it so infrequently that, like, on the holes that it's not your turn to tee off, you literally, it takes several holes to, like, not step up there, like, to hit the, hit the shot or, like, pull right. the club out to hit the shot. So right. I think just... Just the rhythm that these guys are used to being in, being thrown off by alt shot. It's not like they went out and practiced, you know, yeah. uh, a week before. So it makes sense that the the scores are dramatically different. Um, but um, you know, we didn't see a lot of low scores. I think a sixty six maybe was the low score, at least the final round on alt shot. Is that right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, versus, yeah, guys were out there shooting fifty nines and sixties on command in the in the best ball, right? rounds um so it's fun it is fun to watch and those you know it's kind of like i'd I'd be okay with four rounds of alt shot instead of um you know mixing in the yeah i wanted i wanted more alt shot i definitely it's almost like a little bit of whiplash right it's like ah birdies 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 (laughs) and then like oh man this golf is hard again right okay well well, let me ask you guys this are are we are we a fan of the format we like this format i mean it's kind of it's probably the only reason that we would pay attention to this event (laughs) right because otherwise it's not super special talked about this last week i know that the boys on dirty birdies talked about it as well it's like finally something that's changing it up different format not the same 72 hole stroke play event right right. yet why did i still not watch very much of it i watched a lot on sunday i watched probably the whole back nine on sunday because like i feel like we do say or i do anyway say we need to mix it up we need to have we need to have new stuff right we need to Give me something new, make me care. And is it because it's another terrible? They logo? gave us, they gave us, they gave us, they gave us something different. I think we're, this is a fourth, third, fourth, fifth. I don't know. We're 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 multiple renditions into the Zurich Classic being a team event, right? And I I still 
Um, I still didn't watch much, even though I was you know, maybe intrigued. So I don't know. I I'm in on the format for sure. Like don't 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 take it away. Yet it wasn't appointment viewing either. That's fair. That's, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I was Thursday, Friday, didn't watch a whole lot of it. Saturday and Sunday, I I watched a good amount of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a little bit dull to me as well. Uh, not necessarily boring, but pretty good. Pretty good. I got to give Chad a little bit of love here because Chad said I. Chad said I'd watch it more if it was this format with the LPGA instead of just two partners. Yeah, that'd be fun. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, perhaps like a guy. Like I, I a, think Chad a guy and that. a girl. Yeah, a guy, Chad. A guy and a Chad lady. hit that yeah. on the nail. Mixed. Oh, got to yeah. give Chad some love on that okay. one. No, I agree. I agree. Well, perhaps you know what the tournament will be remembered for, in you know allusion to the uh, the intro here uh, was uh, Gators. Gators made. Gators. Uh, a couple of different appearances, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Billy Ho here, but uh, courtesy of our friends at PGA Tour here on Twitter, Callum Terran, who is uh, by all accounts a journeyman, although I'm sure Jay Till could probably spend 20 minutes talking about the strengths and weaknesses of his game, uh, had had himself a little of a encounter here, and uh, it was caught on the coverage. And so here's a little sound bite of Callum's encounter with a big gator. He will have a little bit of work to do to keep their card clean oh he did not see just had a heart attack right in front of our eyes did he not see the gator he did not see it he put the t in the ground you can see the t right there on the red line and he was getting ready to drop he looks over and there's a 12 footer uh just one of the hazards that you do not hey don't don't hit it in the water right yeah you don't have to worry about that stuff so yeah, I think yeah, I think it, it speaks for itself. When the highlight of the week is uh, Gator sightings, you know the tournament may not have had as much intrigue as we wanted it to have. Right. But again, don't don't take it away. Like let's let's keep trying. I love Chad's thought about a mixed event. I think you know you play it from kind of a in between tees. You get you get guys having to play shots from where the ladies are hitting them, or vice versa. Like think of what some of the ladies can do hitting wedges from some of these spots. The guys are hitting it off the tee. Would would watch. Would would definitely watch. Yeah. And honestly, even if more good players, uh, sorry, yeah, because like okay, thank you for Callum Terum or whatever his name is, but I don't even know who the freak that is. Hell of a guy though. Good uh, I'm sure he's a great guy. His parents probably listening. Super nice guy. But if all the stars are playing in this, and it was like common, you know, yeah. all these two, there was more Cantlay, Shoffley type teams, that would ratchet it up. But yeah, if you had, if you had a DJ and like an MB Park, oh my gosh, that would just be unbelievable. Hey, I'm just glad Scotty Scheffler didn't win for once. Uh, yeah, clearly not the number one player in the world. He can't even put yeah, somebody on his back. And Palmer's Palmer, pissed. Palmer's been on some good teams. Yes. These last two or three it's years. Like a make a wish group, kid. So. <laughs> I don't understand why he keeps getting picked. So Yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I would say, guys, you Besides know, we're, gators. Yeah, we're we're blessed with one of the coolest intro uh, you know, songs, if you will, uh, out there from a podcasting standpoint, right? We we love our intro song. We we scoured 
the uh, the interwebs over a, a extended period of time to finally find the right artist. We we paid for it, right? Yeah, it's ours. For... It's licensed. I mean, we you know, there's just the, it, it was it was an ordeal. But uh, you know, one one of the uh, unique things that I think we'll remember from from this event this weekend, a little bit of walk up music for our guy Vic Hovland and uh, Colin Morikawa here. But uh, th- thoughts on that? Kind of kind of a funny deal, right? Just the walk-up songs in general. Yeah, their, yeah. Their whole trying yeah, to pick I, I, one. You know, the tie-in to, to Vic Hovland. Obviously, he was making fun of it and kind of talking about it in, in the uh, pre-game. Vic Hovland's a big, like, Megadeth guy. I guess. Oh, it's Norwegian, man. They get like that. Yeah, yeah that's part of get. part of their thing, man. So uh, he's, a, he's a Viking at heart. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I think it's cool. Like, I, I think it's cool when there's, you know, a few hundred people around the first tee. Like, I wonder how it felt when there was, like... They were vibing. They were you know, grooving. Megadeth when there was like twelve people yeah. for the first group on Saturday morning. But well, um, the, the question that inevitably I have to pose to you guys: what's what's your walk up to? What's it going to be? It's going to put you in the right frame of mind, right? My walk up to well, obviously it's a two man event, so I have to consult. I would certainly have to consult my my partner. Um, I would probably go. I'd probably go. Uh, Everclear, Santa Monica. My favorite song. Favorite great opening, song. great opening talking. riff. I, I knew he'd pick something stupid. Yeah. Great opening riff. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. So. Oh my gosh, I would blast it off the first tee. I've always had walk-up songs, you know, coming up to bat, and it's always been Jimmy Eat World. If you're listening, uh, it's just been always been my walk-up song. Adorable. It is adorable. I've never. I, I'm not familiar. I know Jimmy Eat World. You want me sing it to you? No. I think that's the title. It may not even be the title, but that's what it's pretty much what it says. So you didn't put this on the board, by the way. Well, so. I mean, sometimes I can. Do, do I, I have I have liberty to uh, you know. Keith, do you have a, do you have a riff? Song? Uh, yes. So you actually got to think about yours. So mine, like mine would be "Why Can't We Be Friends," right? So it's the same <laughs> same song that I would use if I was walking to the octagon in UFC, right? So it's like I think it just throw throw people off, right? So why can't we be friends? My yeah, war, friends. right? So yeah. What were some? I didn't. I I paid half attention. Uh, Sandstorm was Hovland. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's the one that got the most plays. That's like this the, uh, so, the like, yeah, a lot of the football uh, games. Kind of I think South Carolina, their football yeah. program plays that. That's the run out music. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Uh, I saw Hovland. Or European. I saw Shoffley and Cantley. Was like House of Rising Sun or something. Okay, yeah, that's, that's that's a New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Somebody did uh, call him Baton Rouge. I don't know if it was. No, hey, what would have been a badass move is uh, they went with Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks. Oh, uh, too soon, too soon, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. So that's a badass song, though. Badass that's a great song. song. So. That's a great song. That that probably would have been a, a sensitive subject. Uh, I like walk up music. Maybe we can. Didn't you kind of do walk up music for the uh, call? I didn't do. We had, we had we, the intros we a few did, years like, ago. Intros, yeah. like, first okay. T introductions yeah. that were kind of had some humor to them, but walk up music is a great idea. If I can, if I can pull that off for the Kong, I got a speaker. That'd be huge. Huge. Be here before we know it, guys. Be here. Uh, any, any? We are partying? taking applications for that. Why that Kong intern to, 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 to <laughs> make right. all this stuff, all our dreams happen. Unpaid, but tons of experience. So tons of experience. So. Resume builder. Uh, any any parting shots, parting thoughts, if we will, on the Zurich again. But for Gators, walk-up music. Um, I mean, the South African team of Grace and Higo hitting it into a, a tree stump. Drove it into a tree stump on Saturday. That was kind of a tough break there. Uh, any other lasting memories no, here? Just, just get me to talk about college, college golf. I'm ready to talk about college golf. <laughs> well, before we get to college golf, Jay Till, so obviously we, we got, got, got something special coming up here pretty soon, right? Major Mondays. We will have another major here in the great state of Oklahoma. 
next month. I mean, we're talking like three weeks away, bud. So, but uh, tell us a little bit about Major Mondays. Or, well, no, I guess, Scooter, you yeah. tell me about Major Mondays, right? So, right. So, Major Mondays, this next major coming up is at Southern Hills here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, but so, the Monday before that, the You're Still Out Golf Podcast will be hosting a happy hour from 4 to 5.30 at Chalk. Come join us for happy hour specials, prize giveaways. Come pick a golfer. It'll be in a little envelope. Spin, you spin you the get wheel. There. Get, the your, get your pick of the get litter. Get your pick of the litter. The winners this last time now, got any, to draw theirs. Like any shenanigans here, because we got the NFL draft coming up. There was always the yeah. theory about uh, the Knicks. You know, David Stern froze the envelope oh, or froze man. the ping pong ball for the uh, Patrick Ewing. No shenanigans. Any, any shenanigans? Here. shenanigans here. Okay, I just had to ask. All above board. Yes. So come get your golfer. Hundred dollar gift prize to Lincoln. Hundred dollar, hundred dollar gift gift credit to, to Lincoln Park. Yes, right? and second place gets a Michelob Ultra golf bag. Yes, yeah, so supplies last. Yeah. All you have to do is put your hand inside a little spinny thingy, grab you an it's envelope, called a hopper, hopper, a hopper, pull it out. Oh, Will Zalatoris, I got a chance. Be a good got pick. a chance. Be a good pick. And we only put the top 50 golfers in the world in there. Yes. So you got so a chance. You got a real chance here. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, we are. But we'll we will be there doing a podcast that Monday before Southern Hills. Monday, Major May Mondays. 16th. Come, Come see us. Come, Come see us. us. Clink yep. a glass. 4 to 5.30. We'll be tweeting about Happy it. We'll be talking specials. about it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Great fun. Major Mondays. At chalk. Yes. Absolutely. All right. College golf, J Till, get you back in your environment ooh, ooh, here, my ooh, friend. Ooh, ooh, so ooh. let's start with the ladies. Ladies first, right? Big 12 Women's Championship took place down in Houston, I believe Hockley, Texas, just outside of Houston at Houston Oaks. And um, Oklahoma State, you know, had a, had a decent showing, but one cowgirl in particular had a great showing. Liana Bailey. Really has had to step up over the last couple of months as there have been some defections from the Cowgirl Golf Squad. And good to see her get it done. You know, I, I was surprised, to be honest with you, that she was uh, kind of the bell horse of, of the ball here and got off to a pretty shaky start. In fact, wait, hold, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. What is bell horse of the ball? Bell. What, well, what, yeah, what, that's, what, that's golf terminology. Uh, that's a technical term. What are we bell, talking about? Bell cow. Bell cow, bell, cow, Sorry, bell horse. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mixed metaphors here. Let's not take the focus off of oh lovely God. Liana Bailey. Tremendous performance. Despite a final round 77. Yeah, she was leaking oil coming into the final Despite final a final round 77. <laughs> Hoist medalist honors at the Big 12 Women's Championship at two over par total for three rounds. Liana Bailey gets it done as the individual champion. Again, she has had to really shoulder a big part of the load uh, left behind by Isabella Fierro and Kaylee McGinty, who obviously transferred mid-semester. So great for young Mrs. Bailey. Unfortunately, not quite enough to allow OSU to repeat as Big 12 champions as they fall. They made a valiant effort, uh, made up six strokes in the final round over the eventual champions, University of Texas, but UT does win the Big 12 at plus 
24 over three rounds of play. Yeah, tough conditions down there. I think it was pretty windy uh, down there over the weekend down in the Houston area. Uh, some rain kind of come in yesterday, which the men had to deal with today, and we'll get to the men here in a moment. But uh, got to give a shout out to uh, Liana's teammate, uh, Han Swan Yu, Almost, almost ran her down. There was a point at I think of the fifteenth or sixteenth hole to where you had actually taken the overall individual lead. She shot a sixty-eight wow. uh, on the final day and really kind of turned it on. And then I think Bailey ends up eagling sixteen or something like that to kind of take the lead back. So those two were really kind of jousting back and forth uh, down the stretch there, along with uh, Addie Baggerly of Baylor and Caitlin McNabb of TCU, along with te- Texas really, you know, just kind of solid all the way throughout, right? right. So you have a, a couple of ladies at four over and five over there, and then Bentley Cotton at nine over. They just a little more balanced, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely more balanced. And we would certainly be remiss if we didn't shout out uh, really one of the favorite interviews that we've ever done, uh, Hannah Screen. Just an absolute, you got the, you got the British accent coming through. She had a stellar Big 12s, uh, finishing tied for eighth, made the, uh, the all-tournament team, uh, and was uh, at plus eight uh, with rounds of 73, 73, 75. Uh, big fan of Hannah Screen. I look forward to seeing what she can continue to do in her career. Uh, but the Lady Sooners uh, fell back uh, a little bit and could not quite uh, get into that. Uh, kind of could get in contention and mix it up. And then just like we talked about last week, Megan Winans really needed her to play a little bit better. Uh, she had a she had a good solid Big Twelves for being a freshman, obviously. But uh, OU falls uh, again. Only uh, only nine schools <laughs> teeing it up in the Big Twelve on the lady side. Somewhere uh, somewhere in the middle there, yeah. Unfortunately finish, uh, for Coach D, six in but, her squad. Yeah. You know, I think that they'll being you know they're ranked in the top fifty. They'll they'll have a chance um, to make regionals and to make it through. Um, if they if they get in a hot streak, yeah, OSU women hosting a regional up at Karsten, right? So the expectation, even though they fell just short here, is that they'll you know not only make it through but probably win the regional, right? Whenever you get to host it, uh, the expectation is that you're going to win it. Now these things get seeded out, you know, a couple years in advance, okay. typically, right? And so you know we we've talked about it a lot on this pod over the last couple of months. You know, kind of that breaking news when when Kaylee McGinty and then uh, shortly thereafter Isabella Fierro. Uh, transferred out, and so, uh, you know, question marks, right, even though they had a decent showing here, but the expectation is that Coach Robertson in the OSU women still will make it through. Uh, Coach V and the Sooners probably depends upon the draw, right, kind of who they get paired with, what region they're going to be headed towards. Uh, they'll they'll need a, a, a good draw, I would say, to probably make it through. They will need a good draw. You would assume that OSU will have a home regional. Karsten is hosting a women's regional May 9th. 10th and 11th would highly encourage you if you can get away. Yeah, maybe we'll get go up to that one. Check yeah. that out. Um, I believe the 9th, 10th, and 11th is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, play a little hooky from work and check that out. I uh, didn't have this pulled up uh, before we started, but I, I think that the actual announcement of who is going where was made uh, earlier today. Oh, so it just came out today then. All right, breaking um, news. And I, I I'm efforting to get that, but don't have that handy. So we will we will tweet out or retweet um, where both OU uh, and OSU are going in their regional because they'll both definitely uh, get through um, to being in the regionals. Uh, I believe that's uh, 72 teams across six regionals, if I'm not mistaken. So OU will definitely get into one, uh, but where they are headed uh, is yet uh, to be determined. 
but it's exciting to see OSU still having a fighting chance to, uh, to make a run out there uh, to Greyhawk if they can uh, certainly get performances like they got this past weekend from Liana Bailey. They should uh, be in good shape to make it through to Scottsdale. Yep, really cool story there. Perseverance, sticking with it. Uh, kudos to you, Liana Bailey. Well, let's let's talk about the men. And unfortunately, uh, weather was was an issue for for the men today. We need is a rainout. I get us a rainout. Man, there ain't been a cloud in the sky in weeks. Hundred bucks says I get us a rainout for tomorrow. You're on. Damn you, Kevin Costner, and your your sexy looks getting a, a rain out for the men down in Trinity. That was actually uh, Logan was, McAllister. He must have had uh, <laughs> some alternate business. Whispering Pines Golf Club, uh, just uh, a couple hours north of Houston, close to Huntsville. If you're familiar with a map of the great state of Texas, uh, most of the teams got about halfway through, right? I think it's probably a fair way to put it. Uh, Texas Tech off to a hot start. They were five under from a squad standpoint Ooh. through five to seven holes. Uh, the Sooners, a few strokes behind them at one under. They were through uh, eight, nine, and ten. And then Oklahoma State, kind of kind of a cold start for the, uh, for the Cowboys here. They're plus three in ninth place through eight, ten, and eleven. But again, I can't put a lot of stock into this, right, Teal? Absolutely not. And since they only got halfway through the first round, if that, I uh, wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive, talking about some of the squads. Let's tee it up. Um, certainly, we are blessed in the Big 12. Again, uh, as many know, only only 10 schools uh, teeing it up in the Big 12 championship. But we have the number one ranked, number two ranked, number five ranked and number ninth ranked teams in the country. Is that good? That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. OU at number one, OSU at number two, Tech at number five, and the more highly acclaimed Texas Longhorns sitting at uh, the nine spot. I think that, you know, folks are sleeping on Tech. We talked about it a little bit last week that they are going to make a run. And, uh, again, if you listen to the podcast, Nostradamus here. They are off to a great start. Um, in terms of individual rankings, there's a lot of different ways to slice it. You know, there's um, we talk a lot about on this pod the PGA Tour U right, rankings, uh, really kind of uh, points that are accumulated towards getting future starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. But <clears throat> there is an actual golf stat ranking of just the college golfers that a lot of folks pay attention to. And then there's the World Amateur Golf Rankings that are similar to the official World Golf Rankings that we tout in terms of PGA Tour players. Um, But that gives you kind of a more well-rounded picture of guys playing all over uh, the world. Uh, Right now, I believe it's Kita Nakajima, uh, Matt Loam at the Masters, who's the number uh, number one ranked amateur in the world. But... Just going through those four schools, um, names that we've, we talk about a lot on this podcast uh, from the Sooners, uh, Chris Goderup, you know, he's third in the college golf rankings on golf stats, so he has obviously had a great year to be ranked that high. Uh, Logie Mack, as we all know, has been a stall uh, st- standout in the PGA Tour U rankings. I think we talked about last week that a couple of those guys are coming back to school. So Logie Mack has moved all the way up to second in the PGA Tour U rankings. I mean, he would have to fall off a cliff 
to not be in that top five, which top five gets you status on the Corn Ferry Tour for the rest of the summer. Those lock into place at uh, after the NCAAs. Eugenio Lopez Chicara, probably the standout from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He is currently fourth in the world amateur golf rankings. Uh, he is one of those that decided to come back for another year, so they kind of dropped him out of the PGA Tour ranking, PGA Tour U rankings. But you can see, fourth in the in the Wagger is 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 heady stuff. The one that probably surprised me most in terms of highly ranked throughout, Pearson Cootie. As much as I hate to say, it, University of Texas uh, certainly have a squad. He's ranked first now in the PGA Tour U rankings. He's ranked second in the World Amateur Golf rankings. And I believe he's ranked fifth in the college golf stat standing. So he, across the board, by any measure, is, is playing the best golf and is the most highly touted uh, collegiate player in the Big 12. But it seems like Cole Hammer's been around a while. Yes. You know, somebody that our man 2G is very high on made the, I believe it was the U.S. Amateur Semifinals all the way back in 2018. So he's been around a while making noise. Uh, Vic Hovland knocked him out. That's how long he goes back is Vic Hovland and Cole Hammer squared it's off. Individual, in the, uh, defending wow. individual Big 12 champ last year, right? We saw it at Prairie Dunes, right? Yes. So, yeah. Hell of a player. Uh, was, was the medalist at last year's Big 12. And then talked about Texas Tech, uh, Lud- Ludwig Aberg. He's third in Wagger. He's fifth in the college rankings. Weirdly enough, I couldn't find him anywhere on the PGA Tour U rankings. So that's something I'm going to dive into. Didn't have time to do it today in my, during my day job. Uh, but that's shocking that he's not anywhere listed. So there must be some sort of caveat for him. But those are the four schools that really have squads. But I know we have a ton of listenership, Scooter. We a do. ton of listenership that claim a lot of different allegiances. And so I know I've been on the mic here for several minutes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a name from each Big 12 school that you can get behind no matter where your allegiances are. Let's are you ready it. for this? Let's hear it. University of Kansas actually ranked in the top 30. That's they right. Yeah, what, 20, 28, 28 29, what? something like so that? Five, yeah. five teams in the top five 30. Five teams in the top 30. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty dang good. good. Uh, Harry Hillier is their horse. Okay. Uh, Baylor University just recently named as an alternate on the Palmer Cup squad, which is uh, where all the elite amateurs hang out. Yep. Uh, Johnny Kiefer, great name. I know the Purple. Yes. The Wildcats up at KSU, uh, Little Apple. Tim Tillman's is there is their horse. He's had a great year. Second best scoring average in KSU history. Okay, that's how hard it is to top the Big Twelve. You got it. You had a golfer who's having an all time career, and KSU's not even in cracking the uh, the honorable mentions in the Big Twelve. Uh, West Virginia University. Mark Getz. G O E T Z. I believe that's Getz. Yep. He was actually the stroke. I remembered his name, and I couldn't figure out why. He was the the medalist at the U.S. Amateur last year at Oakmont coming out of stroke play. So you get into qualifying. He, he, he was the medalist. And then Iowa State, uh, Lachlan Barker, I believe is his name. Lachlan Barker. Uh, you know, the only, to be honest, I got to shout out my Horn Frog brethren. I don't have many of those. Um, nobody from the, the, the Horn Frog squad really does stuck out doing, doing much these days. I like the um, name Justin Gums. That's kind of a cool name. Justin Gums is probably the guy. That uh, that stood out has the has the highest finishes this year. I kind of went through their even their par results. through five today. Yeah. Um, so we will give the Horn Frogs a shout out from Justin Gums. But you know, a lot of our listeners are trying to get into college golf because we talk about it so much. As you're looking at golf stat, who's the horse you're looking for? There are some names. Um, I gotta give gotta give a little more love to the purple. 
One more little love. That Hopkins kid. Hopkins is pretty. Uh, Will Hopkins, one hey, under. K State has and, a guy. And Nicholas Mason. He's Nicholas, a freshman. But it's it's spelled N I C K L A U S. Nicholas Mason. I yeah. mean that 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 he's, guy was destined to be a Kansas. golfer. Nicholas Mason is a Kansas Shawnee Kansas boy. It's not like there are a couple of them are from like England, I think. So and he's a freshman. So Nicholas Mason, I'm root, I'm rooting for him too. Big uh, yeah, big fan of the Texas Tech uh, Viking du- duo yeah. of Ludwig Auberg and some- Barge Skogen, right? I mean, just just bringing in that Vic Hovland Norwegian yep. Viking. I mean, I, you know, that's that's some good stuff right there. So big fans of Ludwig on this podcast. Uh, we, we we reach across the aisle when we see greatness and. <laughs> Would not surprise me if he's the one that ends up hoisting the trophy. Yeah, so hopefully we get better weather tomorrow, right? So the plan is to tee it up early in the morning on Tuesday now, right? And try to get, you know, finish off the first round, get another 18 in there. Wednesday, the weather looks pretty good uh, down in Trinity. And so hopefully we can get through it all. Wouldn't shock me if Tuesday carries over into Wednesday and the guys actually end up having to play a few extra holes on Wednesday to squeeze it all in from a good weather day there. But, uh, we'll be, be following it, be tweeting it, keeping, keeping the listeners informed right out there on social media too. Hey, if we're not down there, we, we looked at every angle. I mean, we looked at every angle, uh, private aircraft, uh, public transportation, <laughs> um, you know, I, I considered a hitchhiking adventure that uh, would have certainly provided good content, but we just could not get down to Whispering Pines. So we will be diligently keeping you updated through all of our social media outlets. Shout out to our man in the OU comms office, Josh Poteet, who's keeping us very well abreast. Yep. One of the best in the biz. Down at Whispering Pines. All right, so let's jump to YSO grab bag, boys. What say you? And, uh, you know, kind of somewhat light uh, from a golf standpoint, at least the the mega events, right? And so obviously having the, the Big 12 men's rained out today, didn't get to talk about uh, much of the action there is what we'd like to. But, you know, one of the golf-adjacent events of the weekend that I think we have to talk about, alluded to it in the opening, a royal wedding from a golf standpoint mm-hmm. here. DJ Dustin Johnson finally ties the knot with Miss Paulina Gretzky, again, daughter of the great one. Yes, that Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Um, she's maybe more famous with this generation now than even what Wayne is. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on this lovely couple finally tying the knot there. I believe in Tennessee, I think, is where they end up getting married. So, Which, you know, that's weird. <laughs> right. I, mean, I think it was at some resort or something like right. that, right? So I'm sure it was very first class, if I had to guess. Very, I'm sure it was. Uh, I believe they've been engaged for nine years. I think it was 10 is what I read. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sometimes time. you just know. Sometimes you just know. To lock that down. You know, don't have, don't have a lot of, don't have a lot here. Just wanted to shout out DJ for, you know, settling down. I saw he penned a lovely love letter to his, his bride, which, uh, great penmanship. This is one that... Obviously, like you guys hit on, 10 years of engagement. This is one where you don't really worry about DJ. He's still going to play like golf where it's like, oh, Zalatoris got married. Or some of these <laughs> other guys that you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, you, your day gets interrupted. It's different. You're, it's different now. We're all married. You know, when we were single and, you know, doing our thing. And then it's like, oh, there's somebody else in this household that I have to think about their time and their efforts and their energy to where it screws up a little bit of the golf game. I hear what you're saying. You can't, so. you can't help it. You're saying we should all get an apartment together. But I think if you're <laughs> – All if, move in together. 
if you're Miss your scent. if you're worried Miss about your DJ and his game changing because he's now married, I don't I don't think there will be an issue here. Yeah, I think DJ is one of those guys that has a million dollar arm and a ten cent head. <laughs> Put call, you know, another call back to Bull Durham. Man, I don't, a lot I don't, of Bull Durham quotes don't, tonight. Uh, don't think a whole lot of fa- phases him. And why 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 would this phase yes. him? I mean, she is a she has a vision. She is absolutely <laughs> lovely. So big fan. Yeah, yeah, good for I hear them. She's brilliant as well, just for what it's worth. Really. As far as you know. <laughs> I'm sure she, she can carry a conversation. Okay. Uh, the shark. We've got this on the big board. The shark. Uh, I, th- I think a little double entendre here. We, we got a couple of different things that we want to talk about, Mr. Norman. Uh, till I'll tee you up, let you start it off here, but a little documentary action. Well, yeah, some, have you guys... Some news uh, no, out no, there? I won't, I'm not trying to like, air you out if you haven't, but have you guys uh, watched the 30 for 30 yet? I have not. I have not. Seen, not. seen the preview for it. Uh, excellent. Excellent. I was uh, going into it thinking I would not like it and maybe make it 10 minutes and then turn it off. I was I was Hooked. enthralled. I was enthralled the whole time. The Shark as a uh, big-time history of coming up well short in the biggest moments, uh, despite being a two-time major winner, two British Opens, right? Opens yeah. yep. Yep. Um, that he won, 86 and 93, if memory serves me correctly. This was focused on his failings at one Augusta National Golf Club. I think you've heard of it. And, you know, I thought that it was very well done, first of all, which, you know, most 30-30s, 30 for 30s are well done. Uh, But for him to go back to Augusta National, like, and allow himself to be filmed there, uh, it is... As much as Greg Norman has been in the news lately for things that uh, are a little bit wacky, and he's always been known as kind of a you know, arrogant prick, uh, to be quite honest, felt a little sorry for him. I had a tinge of sympathy for the for the shark. I don't feel sorry for that guy. That picture of him the, on the beach, uh, I mean, huge honker, huge honker. Third, that, that's le- third leg, most, Greg. the most the most famous leg, picture out there of Greg Norman. Right? So, so Google I, it. Google I would, it. You know what I'm talking I about. I would uh, for those of you who have any sort of seminal uh, memories of uh, you know mid '90s, late '80s golf. Uh, it's quite well done, and it um, nothing else provides some really cool shots of Augusta National that you don't get to see otherwise and so that was the first uh shark uh chumming up the waters if you will i also saw that he speaking of the british open he requested a special exemption to be able to play in the open at the old course this summer 150 open you think he gets it? uh they denied him <laughs> the chance to do that How about very that? quick huh bs quick denial. Uh, that's bs quick. So. Well, now he response. he was in the news for other reasons too, right? Absolutely. So some some names starting to be released on the cusp of being released about this new Saudi golf league, right? So who have we heard besides Robert Garrigus? Big, big Bobby Garrigus, fan big, big favorite, fan. yeah, fan yeah. favorite Robbie Garrigus. Now there's some there's some rumors out there, a few other names, right? So this just in, and I mean, as we've been been here uh, spewing knowledge to you folks, spewing something. Um, Phil Mickelson has officially requested a release Color to play shocked. in the first Live LIV golf event over at the Centurion Club in dear old England. So watch this space for more updates. Are we going? Are we going? That's the question. Uh, wheels up, baby. 
Wheels up. We got to see I'll how go. this plays out. You know, Phil Mickelson, Robert Garrigus, uh, Barnaby Jones. Uh, Hell, we might be eligible at this point, Dagwood. right? Dagwood. I hear Dayton Rose is going to cash a nice check. <laughs> uh, shout out Midwest City. Who knows who could show up? Dayton would make the cut. Oh, yeah. He'd, right now. He'd battle to win. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there you have it. Yeah, it's, uh, apparently is going to happen. Well, I, it's interesting since it's an event that's not in the U.S., although I think it is played opposite of an event here. I think that it makes it more likely that they get releases. Uh, now, for whatever it's worth, he also filed paperwork to play in the U.S. Open, that being Phil, also filed paperwork to play in the PGA Championship as a bit of a uh, paperwork type as, of thing. As the legal counsel of the YSO podcast, I can tell you that this is all laying the groundwork for a lawsuit <laughs> to take place once they deny him entry into the Opens, which by definition should be open, right? So uh, that's, that's exactly what's happening here. So there will be a lawsuit about so, this before the end of the year. You heard it here first, people. So they, the PGA Tour can't deny access into the majors because the majors aren't run by the PGA Tour. Um, those separate organizations, I suppose, could. Um, but I think as long as he has qualified for those events, they're not going to say he can't play. In fact, the Masters um, chairman, Fred... Ridley, do you remember what Hop told us his middle name, middle name was? Middle name was uh, Scooby. Scooby. Yeah, Fred Scooby Ridley. Um, point blank said, if Phil wanted to play in the Masters, he could have played in the Masters. So I think the majors are, should be safe. If Phil wants to Fair play, enough. he'll be welcomed. But the, the PGA Tour could, uh, in fact, um, ban him. And that's when the litigation would start fast defending, and furious. Defending champion, PGA um, champion. I know a great attorney. If anybody needs to to take to take up any sort of it's too uh, much heat rich, for me, uh, too much heat for me. So. so the shark in the news for both good reasons, interesting reasons, bad reasons, provocative reasons. The shark's he's always been a provocative guy. Yeah, he, he, any publicity is good publicity. Exactly whenever right. you are Greg Norman. Now, uh, turning attention to maybe more. Uh, heartwarming news, if yeah. we want to call it that, right? Steph Curry, not to be outdone by the Shark Scooter. So, uh, what, what's what's Steph lining up from a golf standpoint? We know he's an avid golfer, pretty good yeah. golfer too. I think he's a scratch. So he uh, revealed, I believe, last Thursday, the underrated golf tour, which is a junior golf league um, with the expressed mission of helping underprivileged and unheralded young stars reach their potential. I'm literally reading this off of ESPN. Uh, the circuit will shine in the spotlight of 24 boys and girls and supply them with meals, hotel accommodations, entrance fees, and the access to some of the best courses in the country as they compete for the Curry Cup. Um, Fred Couples tweets out, This guy, Steph Curry, continues to amaze me. His vision for the game of golf with the underrated golf tour is second to none. I'm all in. Can't wait to see what the future has for the game of golf on the courses this summer. Hashtag lock in. So Fred Couples is all about it. I think it's great. Round of applause. Round of applause for Steph Curry. I think it's great. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely awesome. I think. No, uh, he's donated a lot of money to a lot of HBCUs, right? So over the last mm -hmm. year or two to start up some of the programs down there and get, get you know, golf more of a presence uh, in those areas at those universities and stuff. And so, yeah, seems to be a genuinely good dude. His wife, kind of, eh, I don't know, not so much about her, right? So, um 
from the interviews and things that I've seen on that. But Steph seems to be a genuinely good dude. I like him. Haven't had the pleasure of meeting Steph Curry. I'm sure <laughs> I will very soon in the future. Plays a lot of golf. You'll catch him um, up here eventually. And this this may completely flop, but with with a lot of and what I'm about to say here. With all this kind of Saudi Arabia and, and live golf and other things that we hear, well, what's the phrase that we always hear that's attached to that, that is like the reason, oh, the reason we're doing this is to... Promote the game? Promote the game. Grow the game. Growing the game looks like what Steph Curry's doing, right? He's not, like... I don't see how people going and making millions and bajillions of dollars in Saudi Arabia is growing the game. Go cash your check. No issue there. But if we're talking about growing the game. it's a good point. Like putting your own money or money that you're leveraging of someone else's to get kids or for that matter, adults, who matter who it is, like eliminating barriers to playing golf. I I hope I we're not sitting here in a few weeks saying this Steph Curry's a scumbag because he did something wrong. As of today, Great on Steph Curry. This is what growing the game looks like. Making the game accessible to people who otherwise wouldn't have access. Keith, highlight that little uh, moment right there because I think that might have been his best soundbite ever for the Your Star Mark podcast. That one? Is that going to replace for the Vic Hovlin? Yeah. That was a very good soundbite. It might it might replace Vic Hovlin, but I don't think it'll replace, uh, what was it, War Horses for Courses? <laughs> Bell, uh, Bell, Bell, Bell Horse, horse of, the of the Ball. ball. Of the ball. So, Bell yeah. Horse of the Ball. That's, That's going to become quality. a new trophy. Quality stuff there. So, uh, You want to take it to Fairway Files, boys? So we played a lot of golf this week, individually, on teams. Where it, it, it's, it's charity golf scramble season. I know Scooter is coming in hot, coming from yeah. a scramble down at Belmar on the north side of Norman today, but uh, where do we want to start uh perhaps perhaps we look ahead before we look back right so special event taking place out in lovely woodward oklahoma this weekend right till you know i'm i'm pretty fired up this is one of those weeks where it's like oh it's just monday like it's when friday gonna get here <laughs> it's friday here it's friday yet here yet it's friday here yet thursday night um yes for quite some time now we have been, uh, we being uh, myself and Scooter and, uh, from what I understand, about 88 additional golfers spread over 12 states, coming from 12 different states, emerging, collapsing? Yeah, emerging. Collapsing, emerging, um, what, 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 what good adjective am I looking for here? Uh, into Woodward, Oklahoma, uh, technically just outside Woodward, Oklahoma. Eastside. Boiling Springs Golf Club, the Golfer's Journal, a world-renowned golf publication is bringing their really tour of events uh, to Boiling Springs to shine a light on the the gym that Jeff Wagner has uh, created and helped uh, foster in the Sand Hills of Northwest Oklahoma. And we will be Taking on uh, those sand dunes in a 36-hole hole event. We're going to play a lot more than 36 holes over those uh, yeah, over are. those three days. But uh, excited about it, Scoots. Golfers I'm, General is going to be a big-time deal. I'm jacked. Uh, I think it's going to be a really cool event. And obviously, like you hit on, one of the coolest golf courses in my mind in the state of Oklahoma. Just so different than really anything you play, especially here in Oklahoma City or Tulsa. Um Jeff Wagner has done an incredible job getting that course to what it is. I don't know if the Golfers Journal really even knows what they're really getting into. True. Um, and I think it's going to be a really, really fun 
cool event. Well, if you think about it, for those who aren't familiar with the Golfers Journal, you know some of the other uh, places that they have hosted events. They're going to be coming straight off an event at Prairie Dunes, you know one of the top thirty golf courses um, in the world. Yep. Um, Twenty-seven, I believe. They have done events out at Bally Hack in Virginia. They have um, been to places like Chambers Bay in Washington. So um, Boiling Springs being on that list, I think it's is great. Uh, they've been to they've been to they've been out to Pinehurst. Yep. Um, so for Boiling Springs to be on that list, pretty special. And I know that our man Jay Wags is fired up to be able to showcase. Um, and they're pulling his they're pulling one out of your your tournament. They're going to do the night putting course. They are, they are, they are. You know, the uh, the congregation is certainly the the template. Template. For all great Absolutely. imitation. This the is most exactly where I saw flattery, this going, right? giving you a little bit of love. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> love those. Love when folks uh, see greatness and emulate it. Uh, you guys could learn something. But I, I think that the question in my mind is, and I don't know if we need a kind of a third-party negotiator. Keith, I hear you're in that line of work. Um, let's talk side bets. Oh, yes. Because we got our whole assignments, which would suggest we're not on the same team. Oh, there's team? I don't... There's a team? Yeah, I think there's two. I think it's a two-man best ball, first 18 holes, and then nice. like a skins game. Well, the why are we on the holes. same team? I don't know. I just saw the email just like you did. You know, I'm just you know, normally I'm running the events. It's nice to just kind of you know be told what to do for once. So, okay. so what are we going to put uh, on the line here? Right? I don't even know who stakes, my partner right? is. So, hey, it doesn't matter. You just go Willie Z, man. Carry Davis Rally around the golf course, right? Side so. bets. What do you? What do you? I mean, Keith, you have any advice? What kind of side bet? I, I assume we're talking side bet. You know, yeah, between, between us, yes, right? Yeah. Uh, we could we could go a lot of different ways here. A good, uh, a good dinner, good lunch at Chalks, if, always always good. If right? all so. goes to plan, which you know. If 2020 taught us anything, is you, you, know, you just make plans. If they get messed up, you just live with it. But we're, we're looking at 18 holes of golf on Friday. Yeah. We're looking at 36 holes of golf on Saturday. We're looking at 18 holes of golf on Sunday morning. So, you know, we can all of, we can part of, we can, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, you know me, I'm always up for a, my, 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 my account just got replenished. So I feel, feel good. You know, I'm not, I, <laughs> I was a little bit worried there for uh, a while. So Friday we're playing in Enid, a little little, little place called Oakwood for Oakwood those Perry Maxwell yeah, fans. Yeah. I'll do you know you just straight up match play, straight up match play. Even though I think I should probably be getting pops from you, but I'll go straight up with you on Friday. You need some need some pops. We can, we can talk about pops. Not many, if 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 many. Yeah, so. real man. Want to side? Pops. That's what I've always said. Yeah. Well, I said no pops. All right, so match bet. play on Friday at Enid. <laughs> so, and then we head west out to yep. Woodward. So we're gonna play thirty six. That's the two man best ball. boiling. So yeah, the format could get a little wonky here, right? So you got to be careful about about yeah. wagering on this one. Two man best ball. You know, if you. Uh, but if you take it's the best ball, right? You can you can keep your own score too, right? That is true. That is true. Um, blind, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we could go, you know, which just which team, you know, had, which team has the lower score? Let's do that. Right. Um, I believe it's an optional skins game. So you know, who wins more skins, which could be zero. Let's do uh let's do a fun one. Let's do like a bucket hat of your choice. Ooh, bucket hat of your choice for the stakes. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. 
Yeah. Something yeah. fun like that. Then we'll, just go, we'll Sunday like morning, I'll just, just be Sunday yeah, morning. We'll, friendly. Let, we'll let everybody know how everything else went on the side bets. Friday, Sunday. A little, little tired on Sunday, maybe a little hungover yeah. as well. So you wouldn't yeah, want to put yeah, a that's, whole lot that's, on that. Uh, so. That's bonus golf. So we'll yeah. just call that a, a nice morning. Cool. Fair enough. Sounds All right. Good. JT, I've, I've got something on the big board here that says pat on the back. So are you, you going to give some dap? you going to give some love out there? What, I, what's this about? I, uh, I am going to give some love, mostly because I know that uh, you don't like to do it for yourself. Uh, fantastic round, my friend. I was following the Grint yesterday uh, while I was playing golf and saw that, saw that one Mr. Keith Needham posted 84 out at Twin Hills, which is a what? very difficult track. Did I miss that? 84 at Twin Hills, including, if I saw it correctly, a hole out a 50 yard hole out on the 18th hole to cap off the round and shoot the 84. So I got to give you some Great. kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, low round of the low round of the year thus far. Um, I would think I didn't look today, but I assume a little bit of a handicap lower because an 84 at twin, I didn't look either, but I bet 84 at twin yeah. Yeah. should be a good differential. So got to give it up. No or uh, for the great round out of Twin, you, and it looks a little bit of rain. I don't know if you got any of that rain. started raining on the 17th green, and so I, I walk over to 18. Still, the breeze was actually out of the north, so kind of obviously a little bit different. Uh, teed off with a four iron, hit a decent shot down the left side just off the fairway. Still 210 out, right? You guys know that 18 at Twin, mm-hmm. a very long par four, maybe the most difficult hole on the golf course. Rain's coming down a little bit harder, trying to keep my hands in my pockets to keep my hands dry. Hit a three iron, kind of hit a big draw up there. It got halfway up the hill, right? The rain kind of killed it a little bit. From about 50 yards out, lob wedge. All I could see was halfway up the pin. I knew I hit the pin because it made the sound and, you know, it shook. And then walk up to the green, and lo and behold, ball in the bottom of the cup. Jarred it from about 50 yards. Let's go, baby. And so in our birdie competition, right, so you know, in the listeners, we may have mentioned it on the podcast in the past, we kind of have a little bit of a competition from our home course, right? You go out through the course of an entire year, see if you can birdie every hole. 18 was not one that I felt super confident about getting a birdie on. And so to do it in that fashion, to cross that one off the list, uh, pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, that one felt good. Well was done, wasn't going to play. Was just going to go out to the range and hit. Worked on a little bit of chipping beforehand. Nobody else was out on the golf course. Had a bunch of rain the night before in Oklahoma City. And so I walked it and just zoomed around that thing. I think I played in less than three hours because I was the only guy out there wow. uh, for the most part. So it was pretty cool. So, here, here. Well done. Well yeah. done. And then I also understand that the uh, the Greens MGA season is in full effect. Full effect. Full effect. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of top five finishes for our man Scooter. Yes. And so obviously that all accumulates up to, um, to kind of a Ryder Cup situation if you can accumulate enough points. So what was kind of the most recent outing in Saturday? Saturday was two-man best ball. Uh, my partner was gone that I normally play with, Jonathan Torres, friend of the pod, uh, listener of the pod. JT um, fraternity. Yep. And so I had to go in as a single. A little nervous. Uh, got matched up with a guy named Eric Stills. He was a 5.2 handicap index. I think he got to play as a six there at the Greens. Uh, we shot pretty well together. Uh, finished T4 in our flight. Uh, which bumps me to T5 in the overall standing. Nice, so top five. Maybe a good, really good showing in the individual that is coming up next month. The individual open at the greens might get me up there to where you finish first or second, you're, you're a captain. Nice. And if you're first or second, 
then you get to draft your team, and your name only goes on the trophy at the greens as being like the it. captain that wins. It doesn't, so it's kind of cool. So it'd be really cool to be a captain and, and get a win and get your name up on the trophy. So nice, nice golf. Sweezen, Sweezen is season is in full effect. Yep. Uh, excited about everything we have coming up. I know we've talked about Miles of Maxwell as a podcast series leading into the PGA. Man, PGA Week is going to be a fairway files bonanza. Might be a, a whole segment. A lot of stuff going on that week. Going to be a lot um, of fun. So excited about that. So, yeah, a lot of good fairway files happening. Uh, Golfer's Journal this weekend. Our man Loaf's going to be there. We got a, a Colonius Funk flying in from North Carolina. B.B. Dixon coming over from Tulsa. A lot of Tulsa guys. Uh, Hazel Rocketeers coming in. Um, Schmitty. I mean, how could I forget Schmitty making the trip up with us? So it's going to be a hoot nanny of a time, and we will certainly be reporting back next week. Quick shout-out to the LPGA, the ladies' side of things, right? The DIO Implant LA Open. Made the joke last week. Won't make it again here. But uh, congrats to Japan's Nasa Hataoka, right? So she ends up winning kind of a runaway. It was almost a boat race. 15 under, five strokes over second-placed Hannah Green. And then a bunch of other ladies jumbled up between five and six under. But uh, kind of kind of a, a moment, and I saw you, you tweeted about it, J-Till. Uh, JYK, our gal, mm. Had it going and mm. then kind of collapsed, right? Uh, hit it into the uh, Barranca, I believe, right? Which is essentially just a creek. Why, why does it yeah, have a fancy name? Creek, canyon, waste area kind of thing. Um, California, they got to be snooty about it, right? You know, I uh, what it made me think of was Tin Cup. And he's continuing to hit balls <laughs> into the water on 18. And somebody up in the television booth says, somebody tell this guy he doesn't have to hit it from there. <laughs> can make the shot. Do, um, do it, Roy. JYK found herself in a spot where she should have taken the ball out of the Barranca, took her drop, and, and tried to make her par um, the old-fashioned way, but instead crawled down in this sludge and not once but twice tried to hit it out of said Barranca. Learned a lesson after the second one. And then took her drop, hit it on the green with her sixth shot, ended oh, up making no. a quadruple bogey eight to move her from one back in the tournament to five back in the tournament, just like that. And uh, her goose was cooked, although admirable. She made, she birdies 18 following that up. But yes, no match for Nasa Hataoka, who was really, when she gets it going... Um, a lot like JYK when she gets it going. Nobody's going to catch her, and at a score of 15 under par by a wide margin, as you mentioned, over Scott's favorite golfer on love, the PGA Tour. Love Hannah me Green. some Hannah Green. Um, <laughs> you know, we kind of have a nice murderer's row. I believe I mentioned it last week, but this week um, was at Wilshire Country Club, a really cool West venue swing out there, yeah. uh, to watch on television. Of course, the, the guys can't go to. Uh, again, this week at, up at uh, Palos Verdes Golf Club, uh, George Thomas 1924 design. Uh, that name may be familiar because of Riviera Country Club, uh, LACC, Bel Air, uh, certainly a big time. He was kind of the, uh, the Perry Maxwell of Southern California back in the golden age. Been and said so, many times. Back to back. 
out at great Golden Age golf courses. So if you missed it last week on the LPGA Tour, tune in this week uh, to the Palos Verdes um, Championship, I believe. That's right. Well, uh, just a little south of there, till across the border, as we like to say, the Mexico Open at Vedanta Vallarta in Villa Hidalgo, Mexico. What we would probably call a depleted field event. Is that fair to say? I have yet to actually look at the field for Ooh, the Mexico it's, Open. It's a real doozy uh, outside, of, outside uh, of John Rahm. It's a real doozy. I'm sure I can get the strength of field uh, pulled up very quickly. Let's just, let's just say you guys picked a great weekend to go out to Boiling yeah. Springs and play in the Golfer's Journal event. But I, I will say I think it's a complete disgrace that they've stolen the name Mexico Open from the actual Mexico Open that has been played since 1944. Total disgrace that they're still in the name. Well, I mean, you win the Alamo, you get to name it, right? Um, so that's kind of how things go. History yeah, is written by those that win. Acting wars. like that, this is you know like the Mexico Open for this year. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, depleted field, you say? Give us give us a little rundown of who's teeing it up this week. Well, you have the former world number one, John Rahm, a oh. a prohibitive favorite at plus four seventy. All right, so that gives you a little bit of an idea. It's rare to see. A favorite in these events, you know, at a at a at odds lower than ten to one, uh, but OU zone Abe answer right, so maybe a, maybe a, a solid pick there, right? So obviously has his heritage in Mexico as well. He's at twelve to one, followed by DB Daniel Berger sixteen to one, Tony Finau where he be now that it would that would be at twenty to one, Gary Woodland the Jayhawk P P Reed Kevin Nas Seabass Aaron Wise and Cameron Triangle Tringali. Rounding out the top 10 from an odd standpoint, uh, just a murderer's row, boys, of, of golfers in this event. So, um, Let me guess. You're going to make us make picks for this. This should be interesting. Oh, yeah. well, hey, if golf's on TV, we're betting on it. So that's just how it goes. Let's now, do it. You know, I, I think I probably was the closest from a picks this past week with my Billy Ho and Sam Burns pick. But given our man Scooter Gers has been out of pocket on the last couple of podcasts from a pick standpoint. Yes. I, I want to be a host graced and defer to our man here, Scooter. And let's start off with a dark horse. Of course, Scott, reminder, 100 or yeah. 1 to greater from an odd standpoint. So let's, let's, let's pick us out a dark horse here, bud. I'm so who's it going to be? Picking the man himself, Willie the Wildcat, Robert Streb. Is your dark horse Streber? The Streber. What is he? What's he at? Uh, one hundred forty to one. Mm, I like it. I like it. Some Deep. big odds there. Deep odds. Jay Till, you want to you want to follow that act, bud? So, who is your dark horse for the week? I'm going to go with a, a lefty that I really like quite a bit. He's a visor guy, which speaks to me. Uh, Hammer and Hank Lebiota, yes, right there at Lebedo- plus. 12,120 to one. Uh, he needs to make hay to kind of keep that card for 2023. Yeah, he had a little run towards the end of the summer last year, right? I think he had a good showing maybe of a quicken up in Detroit or something like that. There was a couple events back to back where he was in the running. We're like, who the hell is this guy? And then he kind of fell off. And so uh, again, hard to, hard to win out there on tour for sure. So yeah, I, I like that pick there. Uh, my dark horse, I'm going to go with Danny Lee at, 110 so plus 11,000 there 110 to 1 my pick um looked at the stats ran the numbers you guys know I'm a numbers geek uh, I think you're getting a little bit of value with our man Danny Lee here at plus 11,000 for my dark horse so top tenor all right so a guy that 
isn't going to win, but it's going to be floating around the final groups there on Sunday. Um, I guess snake draft here, right? So snake my, draft back my to pick. You. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm going to go with OU zone Abe answer, right? So at plus 1200, 12 to one. Again, my Homer is showing a little bit here, but, uh, um, it kind of needs an event to get going, to be honest with you. Hasn't played great golf to start off the 2022 season. I think he gets right here in a depleted field event. Don't think he's going to win the thing, but I think he's going to be there close at the end. So, you Teal, know, back I, you. I, I can respect you going for the obvious, but, you know, second best odds and, you know, guaranteeing <laughs> a top 10. Um, firm, firm hey, brand. It doesn't guarantee anything. So Certainly doesn't. We've uh, seen better odds miss the cut, uh, but certainly don't wish that on honest Abe answer. You know, I, I'm going to go Mr. Triangle. I think that Scam Tringali always plays well in depleted field events. Um, still has won more money on the PGA Tour than anyone in history who doesn't have a win. He's due, baby. Uh, so I'm going to lock in Mr. Tringale at uh, plus 3,700 to bring home a top 10 cash a nice check and continue that uh, moniker of best player well first time winner richest player to never win a tournament i like it i like it scoots what about you bud top tenner so who's going to be in the hunt but not quite get it done i'm going to go with a guy that's not even you got to scroll down a little bit farther for me oh big value here going value promising you at 65 to one taylor moore will be in the top 10 Wow, off the board here almost. Taylor he can Moore get himself in some trouble plus 6,500. <laughs> Taylor Moore. Google it, people. So, yes, that is right, my enough. pick. He's playing very well, played very well last week. And uh, I think he's going to carry it over to this week and get him a little top 10 finish. All right. Well, if he's going to finish in the top 10, Scoots, who's going to win this thing? So give us a winner. Really thought it was going to be JT's top 10-er. It was going to be my winner. Tringali? No, I am gonna go Thigala. Okay. I thought you oh, were gonna you go. Thought, Thigala. I, okay, I okay. thought you were gonna go Thigala as a top tenner. So I will take Thigala as your winner. I just think fifty to one. That's great value. This is your guy. I is it my turn? It's your turn. Sorry, I thought I was. Uh, you know uh, the, uh, the the bell cow, the bell horse, bell of the ball. horse of the ball <laughs> down in Mexico, bell horse of the ball. Uh, I should probably say this in, that in Spanish, so I'll work on that. El caballo week. de cabeza, la fiesta. So, something I don't know. Uh, muy pequeño. Uh, <laughs> honest Abe answer. Talking about not overthinking it. <laughs> Mexican Open. You guys can't get away from Mexican being fans, born can you? player. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. I mean, coming off a of seventy-five thousand break. In attendance at the spring game, he's going to be inspired. Uh, he's going to want Baker to, Mayfield has a statue now. It he's going to want nothing the like him. Bust of himself <laughs> in the uh, the caddy yard. I at, get it. I picked the K Stater as my at, long dark horse, so I guess I'm Abe calling answer. the kettle I'm black. Abe, Abe answer is going to play great this week. This course fits him to a T. I've done the research. <laughs> Abe answer will win his second. You didn't even know he career. was in the field until two he will, win his, he will win his second career PGA Tour event. Mark, Mark said, I haven't even it. looked at the field yet. I mean, I knew Abe Tell Answer was me. in it. It's the Mexico Open. He Boomer said he was going to play Sooner. it on a recent podcast that I listened to. I marked it down right then. Tell Good me who's stuff. in it. Good stuff. 
and who have answered celebrating it. with tequila afterwards. So uh, I'm going to go just north of the border from an OU standpoint, and I'm going to go Gary Woodland. The Jayhawk, Kansas guy, uh, played pretty well in the few events that we've seen him here early on into the season. 26 to 1, I think you're getting some good value here. I think he'll keep it together. Uh, and so I'm going to go Gary Woodland at 26 to 1 as my winner of the 2022 Mexico Open <laughs> sort. Impromptu giveaway. Uh, for those who are dedicated listeners that have made it this far in the podcast <laughs> and happen to be going to Woodward to the Boiling Springs event, if you come up to Scott or I and mention <laughs> Bell Horse of the Bowl, you have... We got a chalk gift card. We got some koozies. We have all sorts of swag yeah. Yeah. and a minimum of two adult beverages on our tab. Facts. Um, Bell Horse of the Ball, folks. Love it, love it. All right, boys. So, again, it never fails... We look at the big board, we look at the events and think, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to fill an hour about this. We're at an hour and 12 minutes here, so I'm going to say we wrap it up here. And so, Scoots, I'm going to throw it to you, bud. So let, let's hear some Dirty Birdies action. Let's hear uh, yeah. some social media. Throw, throw those plugs out there, bud. Uh, Dirty Birdies this week going for 75 uh, people. Top five make the money at Dirty Birdies DFS on Twitter. At ScottyG21 is the one you want to follow me on. As we head to Boiling Springs, I might do some uh, little updates on what like JT that. and Scott yeah. are doing. Right shotgun, as you're will, tweeting it. You, you will too. Live videos, going to be some good stuff. Yeah. I'm there to help. I'm there to help with the social media. Like like social media. Social what, what about you, media. Till? So what about YSO? How do we get at you? I'll just be retweeting everything Scott tweets this weekend. <laughs> so look, watch this space. At YSO Quality. Love it. <laughs> Quality at, stuff. At YSO Golf on Twitter. I will say that the Instagram should be lively this weekend uh, between Oakwood and Boiling Springs. We'll try to capture some new shots for new shots. you guys out at YSO Golf. Yep, going to be a lot of fun there. And, of course, for us here at the Sports Pros Network, you can check us out on the web at fantasysportspros.com. Again, scroll down to the bottom of the page, the weekly weekly pick segment, and uh, you'll have a direct link to join the Dirty Birdies Draft Kings contest and see all these fire picks for the Mexico Open here. Of course, we update that each and every week. And then for me on Twitter, you can follow me at sports underscore pros. And remember, pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Boys, going to be some decent weather here this week. We're going to be playing a lot of golf, safe travels up to Enid and then Woodward, Woodward and then safe travels on the way back. And I will yeah. advise you to get out there and enjoy the walk. <laughs>